Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Network. A major breakthrough in treating a genetic disorder can be credited to our next guest. Sickle cell disease is a blood disorder that affects more than 20 million people worldwide. Federal News Network's Eric White spoke to one of the scientists at the National Institutes of Health conducting research on sickle cell. They've recently had a breakthrough. Dr. John Tisdale is a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program. You know, I trained uh, in internal medicine, and that was in the early 90s. And I encountered patients with sickle cell disease who were experiencing extraordinary pain. And at that time, all we had was pain medication. We would give pain medication and IV fluids because very often dehydration was what provoked the pain episode. Uh, in these patients, but we had no specific treatments, nothing that were directed at the disease itself, only management of the pain. It was strange to me because I had learned about sickle cell disease in genetics classes and had known that, you know, we knew the basis for this disease longer than any other disease, yet we had no treatment, nothing. Uh, So it motivated me to think about ways that we could Uh, treat the disease. The obvious thing that came to mind was a bone marrow transplant because we had a very active bone marrow transplant service at Vanderbilt. And um, I found found that a very exciting way to approach disease. And it just made sense that if you have a blood disease that causes all this difficulty and blood comes from the bone marrow, well, one obvious way to fix it is just to replace the bone marrow with one that you know doesn't have the genetics that causes the disease, like a brother or sister that we were doing for other kinds of diseases, and that could potentially cure the disease. And in fact, I learned that it had been done before in a patient who had leukemia, and that was the reason for her getting a bone marrow transplant. But she also had sickle cell disease, and she was cured of both. And um, there were some efforts um, during that time uh, to bring that uh, to the clinic um, in the pediatric setting. Uh, And everything's always easier in kids because they're tougher when it comes to medications and and transplants and all the things that you can think of doing, chemotherapy. And um, that got me motivated into studying hematology and bone marrow transplant and trying to figure out ways to uh, bring bone marrow transplant to patients uh, with sickle cell disease. And this sickle cell disease, obviously we've all heard of it. And even if you know what it is, it's still a complicated Um, disease. Can you explain um, what the latest research says that sickle cell disease actually does? Or there, you know, it's it's a very, as I said, it's a very strange disease that affects the body in many different ways. Um, Are there any new findings as to how it does actually affect us? Well, I think we've known for a very long time exactly what happens in this disease. Um, It it arose as a way to protect from death from malaria. So just one little letter off um, for the gene that makes our hemoglobin, and hemoglobin is the molecule in red blood cells that carries oxygen around the blood. So one letter off in part of that molecule, and you have protection from malaria. Uh, You don't get the very severe form of malaria because the red cell is not as hospitable to the parasite. Um, And so that gets selected for in areas where there's malaria, like in Sub-Saharan Africa. Um, But if you get two copies of the gene, one from mom and one from dad, you get this disease, sickle cell disease, because the hemoglobin now 
is different than the normal hemoglobin. And instead of carrying oxygen around and staying in solution like it does normally, you have a hemoglobin that once it does its job by dropping off oxygen out in the, you know, in the body, uh, it can come out of solution. So then become like rock hard, uh, distort the shape of the red cell that's normally squeezing through blood vessels to find its way back to the lungs to get more oxygen. And when that happens, block the circulation. So it kind of causes a log jam and all the blood behind it gets stopped. And so wherever that happens, gets starved of its oxygen. So, I mean, if it happens in the brain, for example, it causes a stroke. And so kids, you know, eight years old can have a stroke that looks every, you know, that looks exactly like the sort that we see uh, in the elderly who have, you know, vascular disease. If it happens in the muscle, it's extremely painful or in the bone. And it happens in every organ in the body. And um, as a result, can damage those organs over time and, and significantly shorten the lifespan of patients with sickle cell disease. So the lifespan currently is, um, you know, in the 40s. And that's much improved over the last several decades. But uh, it's still much lower than, um, than people without the disease. We're speaking with Dr. John Tisdale from the National Institutes of Health. He's also a finalist for this year's Samuel J. Heyman Service to America medals. And so with your research, um, what has given you the most promise? Um, What results have you hung on? Have you all um, hung on to, whether it's bone marrow transplant or gene therapy? Um, Is there one that, you know, you say, hey, we might be on to something here? Well, I think the biggest breakthrough that we've made is figuring out just how much of the bone marrow we have to fix. So it turns out we don't have to completely replace the bone marrow with somebody else's bone marrow to make the blood normal. So normally in a bone marrow transplant, you you have to give chemotherapy to take away all of the cells that are making blood. And that's kind of like tilling the garden, right? You, You can't go out in the middle of a cornfield and spread a bunch of tomato seeds and expect to have tomatoes there. They're not gonna grow because The corn's already growing. So the thinking is to do a bone marrow transplant, you know, you have to um, harvest the corn, till the soil, plant the seed. Uh, And the same is true for a bone marrow transplant. But it turns out for sickle cell disease, we don't have to do that. Um, We've had patients who, even though we tried to get rid of all their bone marrow, we failed. And they had up to 80% of their own bone marrow still making blood and presumably sickle blood. But if we had only 20% from the donor that was making normal blood, that would result in all of the blood being normal. And that's just because, you know, sickle cells live, you know, 10 or 12 days in the circulation. Normal cells live 120 days in the circulation. And since the normal cells have such, such an advantage, you don't really have to completely eradicate the patient's own bone marrow, or you don't have to fix every cell. So that's important. That told us two things. One, we don't have to use the toxic chemotherapy that we normally have to use to do a bone marrow transplant. And furthermore, we can start to think about gene therapy as an approach because we know we can never fix every cell. But if we could fix 20% of cells, we would predict from what we've observed in patients getting transplants from their brother or sister that we'd be able to fix the disease. And we're well above the 20% mark when we transfer genes 
uh, into cells, we can also correct uh, the mutation at higher than 20%. So knowing that we only have to get to 20% has allowed us to start clinical trials uh, using the patient's own bone marrow where we take those seeds out and try to fix them and give them back. If we can make 20%, we think we can fix the disease. Is there anything else um, that you, you'd like to get the word out on? You know, is there any way um, people might be able to help or if, you know, if they have any family members uh, who are suffering from this, if um, there's anything you would like to tell them? Well, I mean, I think the thing that's very important to, to understand for anyone with a genetic disease or, or otherwise is that clinical trials are the way that we make progress. And so participating in clinical trials is um, important for moving the field forward. And we partner with our patients and their family and their support structure to do these clinical trials and, um, and to make progress uh, in the disease. So it's, it's extraordinarily important for people to understand that that's the way we make progress. Dr. John Tisdale is a researcher at the National Institutes of Health and a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program, speaking with Federal News Network's Eric White. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Still ahead, sometimes it pays to protest and protest and protest again, a losing contract bid. This is the Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.